When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. James, I think you've forgotten to mention something. What? The, the the big deal the big the big weather thing what big weather thing my my big weather thing have you not heard why have you become a gas cloud <laughs> no even better finally after years of waiting for this to happen they've finally decided to make me a storm storm alec storm alec it's ha- wow. it's happened i'm so excited that they've named a storm after me at last I mean, I was I was thinking of a pun to put in there, but I've lost it. No, and you've got nothing. I was gonna say. Well, I made my glass my gas cloud joke. That's basically it. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm just so chuffed that Storm Alec is a thing at last. So welcome, one and all, to my storm. I hope it treats you well. <laughs> It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Shensi, Megan the Stallion, that's a fun little tune. It's called Lick, and before that, Avril Lavigne and Black Bear. Love it when you hate me. Afternoon, it's Alec Feldman. That's my name, that's me. Hi, welcome to the show. Hope you're all good. Have you had a nice week? I've had a very eventful week. Lots has happened. Highlight was probably going to a a work meeting in a cinema. And that sounds like it's one of those lies that a politician might tell, going, it was a work meeting. But this actually was a work meeting. I haven't been to the cinema since February 2020. The last film I saw at the cinema was Parasite almost two years ago 23 months ago right and i returned triumphantly this week to watch a powerpoint presentation how how my life has changed in those two years um at least there weren't any adverts and there was popcorn so you know pretty pretty good work meeting as work meetings go not as good as the ones they have in downing street but it was it was all right so that's that's my week what about you thanks for hanging out with me on a saturday i always appreciate it I've got some things for you today on the show. I've, I've done some prep and planning and stuff. Um, so before, uh, before five o'clock, want to talk about extreme cycling. It's like cycling, but more extreme. Missing deadlines. Hi, Sue Gray. Doctor Who. CDs. Mm-hmm. Driving licenses. And isolation. Um, the, the sort of, you know, the the process of isolation, not just like the general feeling uh, specifics on having to isolate for COVID and stuff coming up before five o'clock. And I'll tell you why in a second. We've got a 60 second guide on the show. What's going on is uh, kicking off before four o'clock as well. And some tunes as well. A Craze and Charlie Puth and Alesso all on the way in the next 10 to 15 minutes. 
So if you're about, if you've got a couple hours to kill, kill it with me. It'll be fun. We'll have a nice time. Um, let's start the show with the worst and the best things in the world this week. This is what we do every Saturday afternoon, right at the start of the show, just to you know tell you tell you where I'm at in my my brain, what I'm enjoying, what I'm not enjoying. I'm a very fickle man. The thing I despise one week I've completely forgotten about the next so here's here's the sort of the things that are occupying my brain for five minutes this week the worst thing in the world this week is well it's something that is currently happening to me as we speak I haven't got COVID yet but it's it's closing in I've had my closest brush with the old Omicron yet actually in the whole pandemic before now I, I hugged someone a friend of mine came up to Manchester for Manchester Pride and I saw them and hugged them and then he got COVID a couple of days later that was my closest brush with COVID before now I didn't get it in the end it was it was fine but this time I kind of feel like my fate might be sealed I think I think it's just a matter of waiting because there's a guy um, who I spend approximately five hours a day in close proximity with five days a week who has probably had COVID for about a week. <laughs> um, and he, he, you know, he tested positive yesterday and he called me up and he was like, bad news, I've got Cronova. And um, now I'm just testing and waiting and my housemate, the only other boy, Willem, he's, um, he's not very happy, obviously. <laughs> so he's like, could you just, um, if you're in the kitchen, make sure you're wearing a mask and close the door and open the back door so there's airflow and like spend as little time as possible and I'm not going to come into the kitchen at all and just make sure we do a test every morning which is fair enough because nobody really wants COVID if they can avoid it and you know, so far it's all good negative tests but just, I'm just sat here waiting for it to hit and that's not very fun <laughs> it's just annoying isn't it I'm enjoying my freedom whilst I've got it um, that's, that's a bit annoying but it's not all bad two things that I've come across this week have brought so much joy to my life uh, one of them is Steamed Hams, the game. Uh, if you listen to the show quite a lot, you'll know I really like The Simpsons more than your average person. I just think it's really good. It's really underrated. People just take The Simpsons for granted because it's been on for like 35 years or something stupid like that. And so everyone goes, oh, The Simpsons, whatever. But it is really funny and clever, especially the first like 10, 15 seasons. And the most iconic scene from The Simpsons ever that spawned a million memes is the whole steamed hams scene involving Principal Skinner and Superintendent Chalmers having a hilarious mix-up involving um, a burnt roast and some hamburgers, which is very good. And somebody's turned this scene into like a game online, so it's all animated, you know, in the like 8-bit, I don't know, Nintendo 64 style, all pixelated and stuff. And they've done that, and they've made like a cool 8-bit version of the theme tune, and you can like walk around Skinner's house, you can interact with objects and you have to choose what happens next and what he says and all this stuff. And you can, it's just it's quite fun. <laughs> it's a fun way of reliving the whole steamed ham scene from The Simpsons and I spent a good 10 minutes messing around with it earlier on and it's just good fun. So have a look at that if you can find it on the internet. And also, this is good. This doesn't require any prior knowledge of specific Simpsons scenes from like the 90s. You know the Queen? The, the little old lady that is in charge of the country. Her, uh, she's got a waxwork in Germany. I love waxworks. I'm obsessed with waxworks because, I mean, to me, a waxwork is just such a bizarre concept. It's like, okay, let's, you know, these famous people, let's make versions of them out of wax that, you know, they don't talk, they don't move, they don't do anything. They're just like statues made of wax and we're going to exhibit them in a, a museum and people will come to have a look at the wax versions of celebrities. It is nuts when you think about it. When you really like drill into what the concept is, people go and pay money to look at wax versions of celebrities. Nuts, isn't it? But and there's a version of the Queen in Germany and somebody showed a little like behind the scenes bit of info about this waxwork of the Queen. And <laughs> it's, it's so funny, basically. In the waxwork of the Queen that they have in Germany, the Queen is wearing a hat um, and because the Queen is wearing a hat, they've kind of gone, well, why do we why do we need to give the Queen a full head of hair if no one's going to see it? Because she's wearing a hat. And so the Queen, the waxwork of the Queen, 
has a, a lovely bald head, apart from around the edges, where she's got, you know, like the queen hair. But obviously, nobody knows that she's bald because she's wearing a hat, but someone's put a picture up of what this wax version of the queen looks like when she's not wearing the hat, and it's just really, really funny. I saw it on, I think it was Thursday, and I spent genuinely about five minutes just looking at it and laughing, on my own, laughing hysterically at the Queen bald, because it's so, so weird, you're not used to seeing the Queen bald, kind of suits her, it's a good look, try and find this picture if you can of the Queen being bald, make your life, so shout out to the bald Queen at the Waxwork Museum in Germany. Um, and those are the best and the worst things in the world this week. The worst thing is that I might have COVID. I don't know. Waiting to find out. Give it seven days. The best thing is the video game version of Steamed Hams and the bald waxwork of the Queen. Let's continue with the show. This is A Craze and Cherish Do It To It on Wizard Radio. That is a good song. A Craze and Cherish Do It To It. This is Wizard Radio. You're with Alec Feldman. Hello. Um, I live with a, a man. A man called Willem. I never used to say the names of my housemates on the radio. I, I thought I like to keep up the mystery, but now I only really have one. So it feels silly to nickname him. So he's called Willem. But you might know him if you've listened to the show for many, many, too many years as the only other boy. Because back in the day when I was at uni, he was like the only other boy that I lived with for sort of about two years. Um, so my housemate is, is a cyclist like me. Um, I'd like to say probably not as... As experienced cyclist as me, I think it's okay to say that. You know, I've I've been through it. I've been riding my bike for almost two years. I know how to diagnose basic problems and maybe fix the odd puncture and stuff. He's a bit more uh, inept with his bike. That's probably fair to say. And he's been getting back into it recently. And he goes to work on his bike every day. And he he sort of took a break towards the end of last year from cycling and to get the tram in. And now he's, he's back on the the bike, right? And he's been complaining since the start of the year. Like, oh, man, I'm so unfit. My, my ride is just so difficult. I, like, I get so out of breath. It takes me ages. It's just really hard work. And he's, he's concluded that he's, like, really unfit. And he needs to dramatically alter his lifestyle and, like, push himself and exercise really hard and eat, like, nothing and go on all these crazy diets. And literally, for the last, like, two weeks of my life, it's just been every meal time. It's like, oh, how many calories are in this? Oh, do you think I can eat this? Yes, eat what you want. D- d- like, eat what you want. Eat until you're full, all that kind of stuff. But he's been proper, like, really thinking about what he's eating because he's really determined to get fit again so he can ride his bike without it being difficult. And this went on for a couple of weeks until he came home from his place of work the other day having ridden his bike. And he was like, oh, mate, you won't believe this. I've been so stupid. And I was like, go on this. What, what have you done? And basically, for the last, I don't know, however long, two months, his bike has been slightly broken so that when he's been cycling, the back brake on his wheel has been stuck. <laughs> and so the brake has been, like, on for the whole time, not moving. And so whenever he's been cycling, he's been trying to cycle with the brake on. And that was why he was struggling with it so much. That's why he was getting really out of breath. That's why it was taking him so long. Not because he was really unfit. Not, not because of that. Just because he was literally trying to cycle with the brake on. No wonder. And, I mean, this was a, a revelation for him. This has changed his life. The next day, he came home and he was like, Oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, you won't believe this. I was so fast, all the big hills that I've been having to like get off and walk, <laughs> I can now ride up. And I was like, wow, this is brilliant news. This has been like ruining his entire life. Huge life decisions. He changed his entire diet because he thought he was really unfit. And actually, it was literally just the brake being stuck on his bike. All those knock-on effects. And you'll be pleased to hear that now he's realised his bike was just broken and he's not really really unfit he's he's, you know like eating proper food again (laughs) he's back on the crisps and the biscuits at last um and i don't have to put up with the incessant questions about whether or not things are healthy so that's good i mean also (laughs) if you want to do healthy eating don't ask me i'm not an expert ask me about your bike but not about your food habits that's what we've learned here and also make sure you're not cycling with the brake on so that entertained me very much this week. His commitment to extreme cycling. But what a way to what a way to keep fit. That's actually a pretty good fitness tip, actually. 
if you do want to do a bit of fitness, just cycle with the brakes on and it'll be a great workout. This is Charlie Puth, new from him. This is Light Switch, it's Wizard Radio. Charlie Puth, Light Switch, it's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Afternoon all. Is Sue Gray done yet? Every day I wake up and I look on Twitter and I look on BBC News to see whether Sue Gray has finished her report. And every day I see a story going, oh, Sue Gray, her report's due any day now. And uh, the twists and turns in this Sue Gray business, if you've not been following it, Basically, what's happened is, you know all the, the, the parties that they had in 10 Downing Street with Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, and all these other people, um, that, you know, what work meetings or whatever rubbish excuse they're, they're wheeling out this week. Um, back in... Has Sue Gray been going since December? I think she might have been. Back in December last year, when all these, you know, secret parties started to become public knowledge... Um, Boris to sort of buy himself a bit more time goes, oh, uh, Sue Gray, Sue Gray will investigate. And so this woman called Sue Gray, who's like a, a senior civil servant, is writing a report to try and work out what actually happened with all these parties and stuff. And because there are so many parties that keep coming to light, she's having to investigate more and more things. And finally, they've sort of, you know, they've, they've chilled out a bit on the secret parties front. And so she's had a bit of breathing space to write this report. And everyone's been saying for about a week now that it's due any day. Sue Gray's report is coming. It's going to be released. It'll be a huge bombshell. There'll be resignations. There'll be sackings, all this stuff. And yet here we are. Saturday, the 29th of January. Sue Gray has not yet published her report. And if we go on to BBC News right now, what's the front page of BBC News? Oh, uh, Yes. Here we go. On the front page of BBC News, Sue Gray is expected to deliver her report on number 10 parties. And yet, where, where, when? Where is it? Where is it, Sue Gray? You've been saying you're going to deliver it shortly for literally a week. I was expecting it on Monday. Didn't get any Sue Gray on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Will we get it today? I don't know. I'll keep you up to date if Sue Gray drops before the end of the show. It's the most anticipated release of anything in months. But... Something's going on. I've been looking at the memes all week and they've been funny. Loads of people on Twitter saying, oh, she's she's not even written it yet. She's panicking at the last minute. She's doing an all-nighter. All this, kind, you know, all the usual kind of stuff. And I'm still waiting. Still waiting. The police are kind of saying, well, it's not our fault. Oh, yeah, it is our fault, but it's not our fault. It's all a big mystery, basically, why Sue Gray <laughs> has not dropped yet. She is the most famous Sue in the world right now. Fact. Um... So, in celebration of our, our good friend and the most famous Sue in the world right now, Sue Gray, being a bit late on her report, I want to know why. What what could be causing this hold-up? Is there anything you personally have experienced that's made you a bit late on something that maybe we could use as an excuse for Sue Gray? What's the uh, the craziest reason you've ever had for being late to something? I'd like to offer you something from my own life, but I'm a very punctual person. And I'm never late for anything, so I, I'm, I've got nothing. But if you're a bit more, um, what's the word, bad at timekeeping than than me, because I'm perfect, um, what is the craziest reason you've ever been late for something? Something ridiculous. I don't know. Were you, were you driving somewhere and you were forced to take a very long diversion because there was a herd of cows in the road, for example? Something like that. What's keeping Sue Gray up? What's the craziest reason you've ever been late for something? Get involved with the show. I'd really love to hear from you. My number is 07807-183-538. That's 07807-183-538. You can DM me at WizRadio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can send an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk. It'll get through to me. What's the craziest reason you've got forever being late for something? Ideally true. If you want to give me a lame excuse, that'll work too. We're just trying to get to the bottom of this Sue Gray madness. Where is she? Where is this report? Hopefully coming soon. What about you? Crazy reasons for being late, please. Send them my way right now, and I'll play you a less so in Katy Perry when I'm gone. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Ian Dior, Travis Barker, Machine Gun Kelly. Songs that sound a bit like that are very in at the moment, and I'm here for it. Thought it was, was that song before that Alesso and Katy Perry. I'm Alec Feldman, hello. Thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. I will play you Conan Gray and Holly Humberston in a minute. Um, Sue Gray. 
Where is her report? Nobody knows. Look, hang on, let me just refresh BBC News. Has Sue Gray sent a report in yet? No. More as we get it. Um, I'll keep you up to date with that. But no Sue Gray as of yet. But why? What could her reason for being so late on this report possibly be? Taking suggestions on the text. Holly has a sort of a story about the craziest reason she has for being late to something. Maybe this will shed some light on the delay on the Sue Gray report. She says, Before the pandemic, I would go to my best friend's house in the morning before school. Then we'd travel to school together one morning. She had trouble passing gas. I suggested that she bent her knees, lean forward, and then just push. And you can, you can see where this one's going. She pooed herself. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, when the first message is about poo, you know, <laughs> you know you're under a winner here. Um, uh, she had to clean a school short, Holly says. So we were an hour late. I vowed I would never tell anyone the true story. So we just accepted the punishment. Then, a few months later, this must have been weeks before the schools were shut down in 2020. We were getting ready for school at her house again, and I saw her on the kitchen floor staring at me. Oh no, I've read that wrong. <laughs> There's no kitchen. When I saw her kitten sitting on the floor staring at me, I had a serious case of gas whilst this kitten was staring at me. So I did what any normal person would do. I squatted just above the cat and let rip. This fart caused my best friend to run out the house and vomit on the front lawn. This um, this did not go down well. She ran out of the house and vomited on the front lawn. Uh, we had to wait till the stomach had calmed down and the smell dispersed before finishing getting going to school. So we were late on that occasion as well. So that's, that's not one, but two quite disgusting stories about passing gas from Holly there. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for all of those. Greatly appreciated. So let's, let's unpack these one by one. Uh, number one, what, the, the very bad advice you gave your friend, very bad advice, you know, you know when people have trapped wind, like a baby, you might sort of put them on your knee and sort of shake them up and down a bit and rub their back and all that kind of stuff, or they'll be like, oh, eat bread, or oh, drink lots of water, or have some milk or something, there's loads of other like old wives tales about what you should do when you've got trapped gas, none of those are tell someone to bend over, lean forward and push because you know what's going to happen then. That is so predictable that you would maybe um, go a little further than you had intended with that one. I mean, just bad advice. Why do you hate your friend, Holly? Um, so that, there's that aspect. There's also the the cleaning her shorts for an hour aspect. Have you, are there no other shorts? Was that the only pair of school shorts you had? You had to clean them there and then you couldn't just... I don't know, throw them in a bin and never think about it ever, ever again. Okay. And then, I mean, you vowed never to tell anyone the true story. Hello, you you snake, you. You betrayed your friend's trust. I mean, you didn't you didn't tell me her name, so I suppose that's okay. You did you did tell me the story that you vowed never to tell anyone. So that's the the, the part one sort of unpacked. Part two, again. <laughs> just weird number one why are you farting on a cat that's horrible that's animal abuse they're just like oh i see you cat i'm gonna fart on you no that's really weird don't don't do that number two was your flatulence really so bad that your friend threw up i would suggest you might need to change your diet there i know i said about half an hour ago don't ever take my dietary advice but if if they're that bad that they literally make someone throw up and you were late for school for that reason. Again, <clears throat> change your diet. Something's not right there. Get more fibre or something. Anyway, sorry. I've been talking about quite disgusting things for about three minutes. So let's move on. Thank you for your story, Holly. But if you do get involved with the show ever again, please don't text me about poo and sick. Thank you very much. Joshua says, I don't know if this one is particularly crazy. Sticks out in my memory. One morning, my body woke up but you know, by itself. I thought I was late for school. I hurriedly got dressed, I got out the door, I walked to the bus stop. I was standing there for about five minutes, wondering why it was quite so dark and quiet when I checked the time. 3.45 a.m. Stupid body. So I embarrassingly walked back home, like a weird walk of shame. Got back into bed, 
Next thing I know, I'm being woken up by my mum yelling at me. I was now an hour late. Got to school an hour and a half late. I was late because I had been early. Is this real life? I mean, there's a lot going on there. I feel like a lot of a lot of these problems would be solved by A, setting an alarm, and then B, looking at the time at some point when you get up. So you realise that, hang on, it's 3.45. Like, why, why did you think you were late the first time around when it was, you know, like 3am? Did you not kind of go, hmm, am I late? What time is it? Was there no part of you that thought maybe I should check the time before I get up, get dressed, run to the bus stop in the middle of the night? <laughs> did you see anyone whilst you were doing this? Were there like, you know, the usual 3am suspects sort of wandering around going, who's he? Why is he in school uniform at 3am? That's weird. No, none of that. I mean, that's a crazy story. Again, the fact that it made you late because you fell asleep for too long. The icing on the cake. Just perfect. Beautiful. A bitter bitterly ironic twist there so thanks for getting involved in the show joshua penny says uh, this didn't happen to me it happened to my sister but it's a good story okay here we go strap in a friend was driving at school ran over a dead and decomposing fox on the road <laughs> oh my its head got stuck underneath the car so the whole fox was like lodged under the car, it got dragged five miles to the school car park and uh, we were watching people try and get the fox unstuck but then they ended up all throwing up on themselves. It was way better than triple science apparently. So you made it as far as the car park despite this, this dead fox being trapped under your car. Oh, that's, that's gross in itself. You, you were at school, you were just in the car park watching people try and get it, get it out. <laughs> What a strange thing to happen. Um, I mean, that is a pretty crazy reason for being late. So, based on based on the evidence available to us right now, the reason for Sue Gray's report being stupidly late is either Sue Gray has tried to do a fart and accidentally followed through. Sue Gray has woken up at three o'clock in the morning thinking it's time for work, or Sue Gray has run over a dead fox and the head has got stuck in her car. <laughs> Those are the reasons that the Sue Gray report is late. Well, thanks for this um, investigation, an investigation into the investigation. Um, very much appreciated. Oh, just before just before I play Conan Gray, refresh BBC News one more time. Has Sue Gray delivered her report yet? No. No, she hasn't. This is Conan Gray and Jigsaw on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio playing Conan Gray. That was Jigsaw. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. Hope you're good. Uh, coming up, Holly Humberstone. And then it's What's Going On time as well. A little Saturday afternoon game on the way in about five minutes' time. I really like Doctor Who. I've been re-watching it a lot recently. It's something that me and uh, my housemate do sort of, to kill a bit of time of an evening on our new telly. Still excited about that. We've had it like a month, but it's very exciting. Um, I've been re-watching Doctor Who sort of in order from like... Christopher Eccleston, who was like the revival, the first one of the revival in 2005 onwards. It's really good. We've got to the Matt Smith bit now, and it's kind of, eh, it's not, it's not as good. But uh, we were watching the one the other day. I think it was the one with where he goes back in time to meet Winston Churchill, and Winston Churchill's using Daleks as a, a weapon in World War Two. I was thinking, isn't it? Isn't it kind of interesting how when they do these historical episodes and they meet all these like famous figures, they always they always do a thing where like the doctor helps to invent something that the historical pit figure is known for. So like with Winston Churchill, it's got the famous like sticking his two fingers up sign. They sort of imply that the doctor invented that, and like when the doctor goes back and meets um, Shakespeare. They imply the Doctor actually helped write a Shakespeare play. All this kind of stuff. They're like, ah, it's actually the Doctor all along who invented these famous things. Um, I've had an idea for an episode of Doctor Who. And I wanted to suggest it to the showrunner, or the incoming showrunner of Doctor Who. who's a man called Russell T. Davies, who's a brilliant TV writer. He wrote, well, he's written Doctor Who before, <laughs> for about four years. And he did years and years, and he did It's a Sin, and he's really good. And so I sent him a tweet with my genius idea for this Doctor Who storyline. And I want to share it with you as well. Just because, you know, the, the more people hear it, the more we can make sure it gets to Russell T. Davis. And we see this 
in the next series of Doctor Who when he writes it in whenever it is, a number of years. So, so think about it, right? The Doctor, the TARDIS takes him back to, I don't know, the 1920s in England, in Keithley, in West Yorkshire, where he meets a, a young boy who lives there, a young boy called Tom. I don't, know, I don't know, there are some aliens or something, aliens trying to invade Yorkshire. I don't know what, this kid Tom is somehow involved. The Doctor helps defeat the aliens and teaches Tom an important lesson in never giving up and always doing what you think is right and helping other people. And, you know, that's the episode. And then, right at the end of the episode, yeah, the Doctor goes, oh, Tom, this is, a, this is a lovely garden you've got here. Maybe, maybe one day you should really, you know, spend some time out here. Maybe walk around it a hundred times. And Tom, who's obviously a child, goes, Okay, that's a bit random, but okay, Doctor, whatever you say. Bye, Doctor, bye-bye. Right, that's what happened in the episode. And then it flashes forward to 2020. Tom is an old man now. There's a coronavirus pandemic. Everyone's in lockdown. Everyone's sort of clapping for the NHS and saying how great it is. And Tom remembers what the doctor said. And he's like, wow, I'm 99 years old. I'm going to be 100 soon. Maybe I should finally do what the doctor told me and walk around my garden 100 times for the NHS. The little kid that the doctor met in the 1920s. It's only Captain Tom Moore. The doctor inspired Captain Tom to um, do the laps of his garden in Doctor Who many, many years ago. And the final scene is obviously like the New Year's Day fireworks where... Uh, Tom Moore had himself made out of fireworks um, with his little Zimmer frame and the TARDIS is one of the drones that is helping the fireworks kind of blast off in a Captain Tom Moore style. What do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? I mean, I think it's a great idea. Doctor Who inspiring Captain Tom to do laps of the garden. So if anyone knows Russell T Davis and he wants to maybe DM me about this idea so we can get it made. You know, I'm very open to it. I'm very reasonable. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Doctor meeting Tom Moore in the next series of Doctor Who. Heard it here first. This is Holly Humberstone. London is lonely on Wizard Radio. I'm Alex Feldman. Hello. Hope you're good. Uh, right, time for a Saturday afternoon game of this. What's going on? Going to play you a clip in a second. The clip is confusing and random and a bit chaotic and has ne- uh, zero context at all. Nothing. Going to play it to you, not tell you what it is, because that's your job. Your job is to work out what is actually happening in said clip. All you have to do is have a think about it. Think about what you can hear on a, on a deep level, and it might make sense. And you can send me some guesses. They'll probably be wrong, and that's fine. It's all about the journey, not the destination. Uh, I'll tell you how you can get involved after we hear this week's clip for the first time. So there's a few voices in that one. I can't work out exactly how many people are there, but there's, there's a clearly identifiable woman giving some instructions. There's a clearly identifiable man giving some instructions, possibly some others. I can't tell because, I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, what do you think that is? Any ideas? If you've got any suggestions, send them my way, please. My number is 07807 183538. 07807 183 538. You can DM at WizRadio, Twitter on Instagram as well. Or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Your best guesses, please. Your explanation for what you are hearing right now. What are they talking about there? There's like a, oh, really good, really good, lean backwards. There's that one. There's the man going up, 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 uh. Um, and then, I, I can't work it out. What are they on about? <laughs> What could they possibly be talking about? If you've got the vaguest of ideas, get involved in what's going on today. Send me your suggestions 07 807 183 Because it's a bit of a confusing one this week, I think it's difficult. I don't think anyone's going to get vaguely near today, which is what will make it a fun one. But if you want to hear it one more time, let's hear it one more time. Well done. <laughs> 
Up, 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 Jim! What is happening there? If you think you know the answer or want to have a guess, get involved. 07807 183 538. I will give you the actual answer, which you probably won't be able to guess before the end of the show at 5 o'clock. So what's going on? Right, coming up, bring me the horizon on the weekend after the news. It's 4 o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Bring me the horizon and medicine on Wizard Radio. Before that, the weekend and sacrifice. Good afternoon. My name's Alec Feldman. Uh, The reason I sound slightly out of breath is because I'm attempting something quite complicated and I want to try something out on the radio and I'll explain everything in a minute. I'm attempting something vaguely complicated so I can basically try and directly connect you to a CD player, (laughs) which sounds a bit um, slightly mental and it probably is, but all will be revealed because this is a, a big week for obsolete technology. Um, we're in the year 2022 now, so I'm told. Um, the era of streaming, of Netflix, of Spotify. And so the last thing you'd expect anyone to be actively buying in 2022 is a CD and a DVD. And yet, within a seven-day period, I have acquired both. Though That is somewhat surprising, but it's true. I am now the proud owner of... A DVD and a CD. I bought both of them this week. Um, and I look forward to to consuming them. The reason being... Um, well, for one of them... I got, I got this film recommended to me. Someone said, oh, you like this film? Because it's set in, in the North in the olden days. And I like films set in the North in the olden days. So I was like, alright, is, is it on any of the streaming services? No, no, it's not, apparently. So I was like, right, well, only one way to, to see this movie that I'll supposedly like. It's on... A DVD, and I do. The only DVD player I have is basically just a really old computer, um, but it'll have to do <laughs> because it's it's all I've got to play this thing on. But I bought a DVD, and that's kind of retro. But also, this is the bit I find slightly more exciting. I went on a day trip last Sunday. I had a, a day to kill, and so I went to a place called Haworth, which is in Yorkshire, in the north of England. It's a lovely, lovely, cute little village, and in this village they had a second-hand book and CD shop. And um, I was looking at all the CDs they had. It was an interesting selection. You had, like, The Best of Lulu and um, Leona Lewis's Greatest Hits and all that kind of stuff. And and I was like, okay, this is interesting. But this one CD, it called out to me. I was looking at all their, like, what do you call it? The the spines? Is that what you call it? It was, like, just books. Looking at the, the spines of the CDs. And this one just stood out to me. I was like, oh, hello, let's have a look at this. It's a CD called Floor Fillers Club Mix. <laughs> and it's completely different to any of the other uh, CDs that they had in this, this shop. And I was like, you know what? It's a pound. What's a pound? You know, a pound's a trolley. A pound's a locker at the swimming pool. I'm going to buy this one pound CD and see if it's any good. <laughs> and so I'm now the proud owner of Floor Fillers Club Mix from 2008, which claims to be two CDs of massive hits from the dance floor, featuring Rihanna, Mint Royale, Freemasons, The Ting Tings, Steve Mack, The Pussycat Dolls, Neo Cascada, Sugar Babes. Those are all the, the, the songs that are apparently on this. And I want to basically see if I can make it play. I haven't played a CD in a very long time. Will my CD player actually work? Who knows? It's all a big experiment. Um, so basically, I, I want to try and play some tracks from it. The issue, the issue being, how do I how do I connect a CD player to the radio? That is currently what I'm I'm working on. Um, what was the last CD you bought, James Gilmore, and when? This is the the big question of the afternoon. <laughs> how right, many years is... has it been since you bought a CD? Wow. Um, I have not bought a CD player in years. I mean, I I could tell you the first CD I ever bought. It's uh. It's a tie between, I, th- well, I know Take That Circus was very early on. I'm not necessarily that, proud of that. Take That CD voluntarily. I think it was bought for me, technically. I remember, I remember Take That. I think I would count my first CD purchase, like, 
that I, I was knowledgeable enough about music that I thought, this is a CD that I want. It's maybe even a CD that I, you know, spent my own money buying. And this does not make it any better, by the way, just this, this story. Uh, I'm just trying to find out. Yeah, uh, 2005, Nickelback, All the Right Reasons. I mean, that dates it for so many reasons. <laughs> not least the fact that you voluntarily bought a Nickelback CD. I think... That's good to know. Well, here I am in the year 2022 buying a CD. Are you ready to see if it will actually play or not? I've never known someone to fill more in my life. Oh, I can see the CD player loading up on our system. This is exciting. Is, is the CD player connected now? It's not. It's oh, that's great. Now it's it is. Okay. Now it is. Well, that's great. Okay, I'm going to go put the CD in the CD player and we'll see if we can make this work. Ooh. I'm opening up the lid, right? I can hear that. Okay. The CD player is switched to CD mode. The disc is in the CD player. Oh, I'm scared. Shall I hit play? I tell you what, pick a number between one and two. Uh, two. Okay, pick a number between one and 20. Uh, let's do three. Okay, you've picked disc two, track three. Shall we see what it is? Let's do it. Can you hear this? No. I can hear it. Disappointing. I can hear it through your microphone. Okay, bear with me. Bear with me. Oh God. This is like if an episode of um, Doctor Who went wrong. If he just got in the TARDIS and went... This is this would be a great episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> but then he said, let's go! And then it just didn't move. What about now? I think I can Still hear it through your CD microphone. Play, yeah, it's very much through your microphone. Oh? I heard a buzz buzz. Oh. What song is this? Not quite what I'm going for. This song is Cascada and Because the Night. I don't... I, I, I mean, look. The point of this is basically this album is absolutely atrocious. Right. I thank you for just skipping to the punchline. I mean, at some point I do have to ask. What a, is what this a tune, worth, right? Is this worth 10 minutes of radio? I think absolutely yes. Okay, pick a, pick another number between 1 and 20. The, I do have to say, Alec, the person who can hear this loudest is you. I know. But come on, <laughs> pick a number between 1 and 20. Uh, let's do the next. Let's do track 6. Track 6. Oh, you've picked a good one with track 6. Oh, God. Track 6. The Saturdays. Ooh. If this is love... That's a good song. I don't know this song by the Saturdays either, but it's it's track six, apparently. Big in 2008. 2008. I was I've in primary school. In my life. So was I. I don't remember ever hearing this song, though. I mean, every Saturday song was, um, I would say, the same ingredients put in a slightly different order. The, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm getting that from this. Okay, pick one more number between 1 and 20 and we'll try and get it on. I mean, let's go a bit later. Let's do track 18. Track 18? Oh, I've never heard of this one in my life before ever. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, Oh, he has to 18. click it along. Because obviously it's a CD. You have to skip between each track manually. Mm. I think this is... Rob Maith with Heart to Heart. I have no idea what that song is. I mean, but, um, it dawns on me that I could just play these songs through our actual system. You could, but this is off a CD. It's it's way more fun, right? Sure. I mean, the faint sound of music. Oh, it just in the it's just skipped. Did you hear that CD just skipped? Hashtag iconic. Uh, right, um, you know what? 
to be completely... Shut up. Shut up. I'm coming to the conclusion that playing songs off CD might be more trouble than it's worth. You know, I used to have a show on this radio station on a Sunday afternoon. I would say some people might remember it, but I doubt it. And on that show, every week I'd play one song from a vinyl. It yeah. sounded better than this, but um, but still, you're right, more pain than it's worth. No, no, what, what you're saying really is that just like vinyl was once, you know, this, this cool thing that people were bringing back, I'm like a pioneer in trying to bring back the CD to the radio. <sighs> this is Head on Fire by Griff. Griff and Sigrid, Head on Fire on Wizard Radio, if you've just joined in. Um, welcome. Definitely didn't spend 10 minutes trying to make a CD play, play songs. Um, that was not a thing that happened. Um, and anyone that thinks it did is a liar. Let's move on and never speak of it again. Um, there's a quite good story here that I want to share with you this afternoon about possibly the longest running uncaught criminal in history. Um, it's very impressive. It's an 84-year-old man. We don't know his name. We don't know his identity. Um, but we do know that he drove a Mini 1, uh, which is a very nice little car made by Mini. I used to love Minis when I was younger. Um, and I think this bloke did as well, because he's been driving since he was 12 years old, <laughs> which is impressive in and of itself, because I think these days you're not legally allowed to drive before you're 17. But he was born in 1938, so... Possibly, um, rules were different then. I don't know when the driving test was brought in, probably significantly after 1938, which might explain why he was able to get away with this so long. He's been driving without a driving license for over 70 years. 70 years, he's been getting away with it, driving his car, driving round, had no license, didn't even have insurance. I mean, obviously, he didn't have insurance if he didn't have a driving license. And... He's been doing this for over 70 years and never got caught, not once. Um, and then eventually he got pulled over in in Buckinghamshire and, oh no, in Nottinghamshire outside of Tesco Extra. And the police were like, can we see your license, sir? And he goes, um, um, well, I, I don't have one. I've never had one. <laughs> I have been driving since I've 12 and I've never actually got a driving license. I mean, imagine getting away with it for 70 years. You're like, brilliant. I've been doing it this long, I'm never going to get caught now. And then when you're 84, they come for you after all this time. That would be pretty annoying. But also, I do have a, a, th a sort of theory, which is if you know you're driving without a driving license, you're going to drive really well, aren't you? Because he obviously can drive. He's been doing it since he was 12. He must have some skill and talent at it. But because he knows that if he gets pulled over, he'll, he'll get in a bit of trouble. He'll have to drive really well purely because he doesn't want to attract the attention of the police so he doesn't get caught. So I think actually he's he's pretty smart. He was onto something here, at least he was, until he started driving badly and then they had to catch him. Yeah, never caused an accident, never caused anybody an injury, and you know, never caused anyone to be hit by an uninsured driver because because he didn't have a license. He knew he knew that he had to drive really safely. And I, I'm very much of the view here that this man is 84 years old. He's been getting away with it for so long. Just let him continue. Don't tell him off. Don't punish him. Don't fine him. Don't throw him in jail or whatever. Just go, you know what, mate? Fair play. Well done. You've got away with it for this long. Just keep at it. Don't crash into anyone. Happy days. I think, I think they should let this one go. I mean, it's the police, so they probably won't. But well done to this man. Well done. Uh, coming up. I want your advice with something. I, I fear something might be looming in the next week or so of my life, and I want to be prepared. I'll tell you what that is after crawlers. This has come over again. Crawlers, come over again on Wizard Radio. Afternoon, Alex Feldman here. Hope you're all good. Uh, if you didn't hear this at the start of the show, if you've joined us since that point, um, I fear that COVID might be might be looming on the horizon for me. I've had my closest call yet. It's someone I literally spend five hours a day in an unventilated room with. So my chances are pretty slim, to be honest. But I'm, I'm doing my test. We're right at the moment. But I am I am preparing mentally and 
literally for potentially what is it what do you have to do is it five days or seven days of isolation if you've had you know your three vaccines or whatever i don't know but i am preparing for that possibility yesterday when i did a negative test i was like right let's get down to aldi and buy stuff to make sure i'm not going to run out of food so i did that and now i'm stocked up on frozen goods and hummus for hopefully a week or however long it is so that's good news but I'm just, I'm just concerned about all the other bits because, what? say I have to isolate for a week, right? I can't do all the stuff I normally do. How am I going to fill my days? What's it like spending like a week plus just in one, in one room, in one home without being allowed to go out? No walks, none of that. All you have for company is yourself and anyone you might live with who probably hates you a little bit for getting COVID. This is what I fear my future holds in the next 7 to 14 days if I at any point test positive or develop symptoms. And I'm, I'm not ready, basically, if this happens. I know it's, the pandemic's been going on for like two years and I've done really well to dodge it up to this point. And I mean, maybe, I don't want to jinx it, but maybe I still will. Maybe I'll get stupidly lucky. Maybe my booster will do its job and I won't actually get it this time around. But... I'm prepared for the worst, except I'm not actually that prepared. So, help a guy out here, right? If you've had to do this, and most people have had to do this at some point, I'm in a very small minority now of people who have never actually had COVID. So, really, the game is probably up for me. But if if you've had to isolate before, tell me about it. What's it like? What? How does it feel? When does the boredom hit? Do you enjoy it? Is it is it is it quite nice to just be able to do stuff around your house and relax? Does COVID just make you miserable anyway? Uh, will you not know? T- uh, what am I preparing myself for? I don't really know. Even during the lockdown, you were allowed to go out as you didn't have COVID. But if this happens, if this isolation comes, and it might not, but if it does, I need to know what to expect. What shall I do? What advice would you give me, basically, to prepare for up to, I don't know, seven, ten days of potential isolation? How can you help me out? What advice would you give me for that? Uh, my number, if you want to get involved, is 07807 183 538. You can tweet at WizRadio. You can DM us on Instagram as well, at WizRadio on there. Or you can send me an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Have you isolated before? What advice would you give me, someone who could possibly be on the verge of isolating? I don't know. I can just I can just see it in my, my third eye that it might be happening soon what advice would you give to me in preparation to get myself mentally and physically ready and stop myself from getting bored if it comes 07807 183 538 isolation advice just in case please hopefully won't actually happen um coming up sadie jean after gail gail has the biggest song in the world right now currently number one on the fresh list but who is gail really who is she Luckily for you, I've done my homework and I can tell you in just 60 seconds. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. It's hard to do research about Gale because there are actually three different versions of her. There's Gale, Gale Angrier and Gale Nicer. They all share a similar appearance, but each have unique traits to differentiate themselves from the others. For example, Gale refuses to give up her seat for old people on the bus, whereas Gale Angrier will refuse to give up their seat and spit in their face, whilst Gale Nicer will give up her seat, but only if they ask her first. And then, for example, when the time comes to get off the bus, continuing the bus analogy, Gale will just get off, Gale Angrier will swear at the bus driver as she gets off, and Gale Nicer will thank him. Uh, those are the three different Gales. Her hair is half black, half brown. That's the same across all three of them. But it's quite hard to use hair dye with that degree of precision, with like the exact parting in the middle. So Gale has to colour in all of her hair on the left-hand side of her head by hand. She has a black Sharpie and every few weeks as her hair grows, she has to top up the roots with the Sharpie. And that is Gale in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun. From a safe distance. Sadie Jean, what are you doing now before that Gale? OBTDEFU, it's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hi. Uh, coming up, Charlie XCX new song. That's really good. I like that. And Scissor as well before the end of the show at five o'clock. That is in 18 minutes' time if you're counting. 
counting down the minutes until Miles is on. I bet Miles won't play any songs off CD, and with, with good reason. Anyway, uh, the topic at hand. I fear that I could potentially develop COVID in the next few days. This isn't some weird, like, completely irrational fear. This is, I have spent a lot of time with someone who has since tested positive for COVID. I'm testing negative for COVID at the moment, but I can just feel it coming. And you know what? My view on it at this point is sort of, I've had a good run. We're nearly two years into this pandemic and I haven't had it yet. So I'm probably due a, a bout of COVID at some point. I'm just I'm just not prepared for the whole isolation thing. I live in quite a small flat with one other person. Um, <laughs> this could not be pretty. Um, but on the other hand, I haven't really had a week off in a long time. So maybe, maybe it'd be quite nice. I don't know. This is what I'm kind of trying to find out, trying to gauge from you lot. So um, Liam has been in touch. Thank you very much for your advice, Liam. He says, I've had to isolate three times. So I feel like an expert at this. Three? Oof. That's three more times than me. He says, my biggest piece of advice would be to pick two series on Netflix or iPlayer or whatever your streaming service of choice is that you've never seen before that you want to watch during isolation. The number two, two series is important because that way if you get bored of one of them, you can just swap to the other one and then when you're bored of that one, swap back. It gives you a bit of variety. You'll never get bored. And if you're diligent, you can actually finish two different shows whilst in isolation. So you've been productive as well. I like that. That's not just like, oh, we'll just watch Netflix. This is more tactical. It's here's the optimal number of shows you should be using your isolation time to watch. Go ahead and do it. And I like practical advice like that. So thank you. I could do that. I could definitely do that. At least, well, yeah, as long as I'm allowed in the living room with our nice big telly, I can do that. But I fear if I do end up getting COVID, I will just be banished to my bedroom so that um, my housemate doesn't get it, which I suppose is fair enough, really. <laughs> that wouldn't be an unreasonable thing to do. I'll just have to sit at my desk and do it, and that's not as fun. Um, Alice says, When I had to isolate, I made the mistake of trying to become a better person <laughs> whilst in isolation. It just ended up with me spiralling and going insane. Remember, isolation life, it's not real life. So if you decide I'm going to work out every day from now on, whilst in isolation, it might not be realistic to continue that afterwards because real life starts happening again as soon as isolation ends. For me, I decided a whole new life path whilst I was in isolation. I was literally about to change A-level options and all that stuff. Then, as soon as I got out of isolation, I realised I was being crazy and just stuck with my life as it was before. <laughs> if, I mean, if that isn't a metaphor for the entire last two years for everyone, isn't it? You kind of you think and hoped at the start. Well, I thought and hoped at the start that maybe we'd come out of this with a slightly better society and maybe people would be a bit more considerate. But no, no, we've all just gone back to exactly how, how things were. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. But So, no major life decisions because they won't stick. Okay, that's good. I'll, I'll take that into account if it happens. This is still a big hypothetical. I'll let you know next week what happens. You can just spend your next seven days wondering whether or not I do get COVID or not. Uh, Maddie as well. I've isolated twice. There was a mistake I made in the first isolation that I made sure not to repeat the second time round. The first time I had to isolate, I stayed in bed for the full isolation. <laughs> you didn't leave? I mean, please tell me you got up to, like, go to the toilet at least. No, <laughs> no I don't want to know you were doing it into, like, a bucket. Ugh. A bottle. But, um, Maddie says, by the end of it, I was crusty, a bit fat, and I just didn't feel good about myself. Although I did learn a lot about ancient aliens from a TV show I was watching called Ancient Aliens. The second time, I learned, use the space I have. I've got a small bedroom, but sometimes I watch Netflix in bed. Other times, watched it on the floor. And sometimes, I even watched it at my desk. You know, just to give it a bit of a shake-up. Right, okay. So, the message we can take from that, obviously, don't just stay in bed for... 10 days or 7 days, I don't actually know what the official guidance is, I should check that out if it happens um, we're like, don't stay in the same place shake it up a bit, move around I mean, yeah, I have a bed, I have a chair with a desk I have a floor I even have a, an ensuite bathroom I know, bougie, right? It doesn't have a door um, but, but I do have it, so maybe I could sit on the toilet and watch Netflix sometimes if, if things get particularly boring there we go, this is all good advice this is all really good advice I will remember all of this, so thank you so much for sharing it with me. Um, hopefully I won't need to use it, but I fear that I might. 
um, they haven't done the lateral flow in at least two hours, so who knows how the situation has developed. Oh, oh, and uh, speaking of situations developing, let me just have a little refresh. No, no Sue Gray report yet. Good. Anyway, I'll let you know how I get on next Saturday. Find out whether or not I get COVID. This is Charlie XCX and Rina Sawayama right now. Yeah. Beg for you on Wizard Radio. Yeah. I like that song. Charlie yeah. XCX, Rina Sawayama, Beg for You, brand new. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman until, well, nine minutes time when Miles is on, which leaves us with just enough time to do this. What's going on? I think it's a difficult one this week, but has anyone actually managed to guess what is going on in what's going on? I played you a clip earlier on that's confusing and completely devoid of all context. But what do you reckon is actually happening in this? So there is someone doing something and being sort of instructed by some other people who are going, oh, go on, go on, you're doing really good. Someone else going up, 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 up. And that's that's all you get. It's it's a weird one. I, I don't think anybody's going to get this, but let's take a look at the suggestions we've had. Ethan says, there's so much happening in this, I don't really know where to start. I was watching The Office this week on Netflix, the, the US version of The Office. Fine. It's no, it's no Ricky Gervais version, but it'll, it'll do. Um, and... There was a scene where Nelly, played by, by Catherine Tate, accidentally drives into a shrub whilst learning how to drive. This reminds me of that, because Nelly was really calm whilst doing it. The other person in the car with her, called Pam, was just like, stop, stop, stop. Oh no, sorry. Was like, stop, 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 very calmly. Um, so my guess is that this is a reenactment of that scene from The Office, just not done as well. I mean, you know what, maybe... Maybe it is a reenactment of that scene from The Office. Not not intentionally, but it is someone learning to do something and being being instructed, but not necessarily driving a car. Hmm. But yeah, you're, you're closer than you think, Ethan. Mia says, I think this is a clip of that thing old people do in swimming pools. I don't know what it is. It's like a class where they do exercise in the water. The instructor's standing there on the legs showing them what to do. The instructor is telling them to lean back as part of the exercise class. One of the women taking part leans back a bit too far, not realising there's a guy right behind her who she falls into. That up, up, up thing is the guy basically trying to make her stop falling into him. I just don't know who on earth is filming this though. Yeah, we never we never give much thought to the camera people in these, do we? Who is filming it? Um, how if they're in a swimming pool, Mia? How can you how can how can you lean back too far? Because you, you you can't really lean back in a swimming pool. Otherwise, you'll just end up like floating. You can't really fall into anyone in a swimming pool. Is what I, I mean. Um, and also, don't get me started on old people in swimming pools. Oof. <laughs> had a really annoying experience with some this week but um no it's not in a swimming pool there are no old people involved but uh, dan as well dan thinks it's a swimming pool as well why does everyone think it's a swimming pool dan says this is definitely something happening in this swimming pool no it's not um i can hear the splashing of the water and it sounds a bit echoey i think this is a clip of a kid or a punk more like, swimming underwater with a shark fin on his back. So he looks like a shark in a swimming pool. The shark kid punk is the person filming the video. Basically, he swims right into an old man who goes, oh, 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 and tries to move out of the way. Ah, so innocent or funny and funny. Or is it? (laughs) So you think this is someone pretending to be a shark in the swimming pool? That ancient, hilarious, practical joke that always works, like in the opening credits of Arthur. (laughs) Um, I mean no like I said it's not in a swimming pool but my favourite bit about this guess on what's going on is just the way Dan refers to a a kid doing something slightly mischievous as a a punk it's a very like American 90s thing to do hey you you punk stop pretending to be a shark in the swimming pool but um, you're wrong it's not a child pretending to be a shark in a swimming pool Ethan is actually the closest guess we've had today it's not someone learning how to drive it is excuse me it is someone however learning how to ride a horse 
So they're there kind of riding along, the horse is being led by someone, someone else providing the encouragement. But then it all sort of goes a little bit wrong as they try to speed up the horse and the person has a bit of a tumble and just kind of falls off as the horse stops. <laughs> um, that person riding the horse, this is really the icing on the cake, is Gemma Collins. So the what's going on this week is Gemma Collins falling off a horse. Let's have a listen one more time. So the bit at the end where he goes up, 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 Gem is just as she's falling off the horse and the uh, uh, noise is Gemma Collins having a bit of a tumble and hitting the ground. So that's what's going on this week. You didn't guess that one, did you? Told you it would be hard. It's Gemma Collins falling off a horse. (laughs) And that's that. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go now. But Miles Mikulski is on the way next. Um, I'm going to be back on Friday with the weekly mixtape and then same time, same place for the Saturday show tomorrow on Wizard Radio and Alec Feldman, the podcast is readily available wherever you get your podcasts from if you want to catch up on anything you've missed. Last song from me today is Scissor, I Hate You. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.